the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's the abortion, stupid. The consensus seems to be that the Republicans did a lot of losing yesterday because of abortion and that the overturning of Roe v. Wade has backfired on them. There are lots of stats to back that up. Yes, won the referendum in Ohio called Issue 1 yesterday. That will make abortion um, uh, part of the Ohio Constitution. And it wasn't close, by the way, 56 to 44. And now there are lots of Republicans saying that the message has to change. There have to be exceptions made for rape and incest, or maybe the party should sign on to the 15 weeks idea. You know, abortion is okay up until then. The party would be better off just dropping the issue. Stop talking about it. Let the Democrats have their win and don't even get involved in it at the state level. But how's this for an idea? How about they just quit being so nice about it? Now, here's the TV ad I would run today. Try, try to imagine this. Um, show, you show the video of women in Ohio, and they were over there cheering and celebrating uh, when the announcement was made that abortion had won. So that's um, up on the screen, full screen. And then very slowly, and I mean start with a speck in the upper right corner of the screen, and then have that come out very slowly, fade in, showing the animated depiction of what happens in an abortion with each limb being torn off and then all the body parts being put in a pan. And as you're bringing the video of the abortion, the actual animated uh, video of the abortion, out, you shrink the video of the women who are celebrating into the lower left corner and show the abortion full screen except for that little picture of the women in the lower corner. And this is the graphic on the screen. A great night in Ohio for Democrats, a bad day for babies. That's my ad. How do you like it? I think it's good. And then you make that the theme for ads from now until next November so that people become familiar with what exactly does happen during an abortion. Some outlets would refuse to show it because it's too gruesome. So what you do there is you make sure those outlets are called on to explain why it's too gruesome. And that gets you the publicity on what actually happens during an abortion and forces people to confront it. Republicans need to stop being shy about why they're opposed to abortion and make the people who aren't defend it. And by the way, Republicans should pressure school districts to include the graphic videos in health classes beginning, I don't know, junior high. If Republicans are not willing to put abortion in the faces of the people who are not only supporting it but pushing it, then they should stop talking about it. When we come back, we're going to talk to Sam DeMarco. He's the Allegheny County Commissioner at Large and also chairman of the Allegheny County Republican Party. We'll talk to him about the election. And in our second half hour, Christine Flowers, our unofficial Philadelphia correspondent, a columnist down there, to talk about what happened back east. Stick around. Well, at least Allegheny County uh, didn't get a George Soros DA, but they did get a socialist county executive. Republicans didn't have a good night here or around the country. Sam DeMarco 
is Allegheny Councilman at Large, Allegheny County Councilman at Large, and the chairman of the Allegheny County Republican Party. He joins us now. Sam, thanks for coming on. Hey, John, thanks for having me. So is uh, Zapala, a former Democrat, beating Dugan, the only good news from yesterday for you guys? Well, I don't know if we say it's the only good news. I think, John, when you look at this here, I mean, there was a blue wave sweeping the country. And I think part of the impetus behind that wave is obviously Democrats trying to ride on the issue of abortion. You know, and again, they paint uh, any type of Republican as being associated with Trump. And uh, I think together, those sunk uh, Republicans in a number of races across the country. Here, I would think that we did uh, as well. We would have liked to have done better, but in a county where the voter registration is two to one Democrat to Republican, to come within like a point, point and a half of winning the county executive race is a testament to the campaign Joe Rocky ran and how the issues that he ran on resonated with the voters. So that's what uh, that's what the score was. That's how close Joe Rocky came. It, it's it's about it, the the final numbers aren't in. Yeah, but yes, it's going to be like a point and a half. It's less than two points. You've been involved in politics for a while, and you're the, the chairman of the uh, of the Republican uh, Allegheny County uh, Republican Party. Um, when you come that close, I, I would think that. Uh, there's two sides of that. There's one. Well, we, we we ran a good campaign, and as you said, the odds are against us. But do you also look at it and say, "Man, I, we got to find what, what did we do? Where's that one point? How did we? How do oh, we make up that? That's a, that's not a big difference." No, you, John, John, you're spot on. Okay, when you lose a close race, that's when you agonize over what could I have done? What should I have done? Is there anything I could have done different that would have made it or different that would have made a difference? You know, Joe, when the when the original mail-in numbers dropped. Right after eight o'clock, uh, we were very optimistic because he had almost double the number of mail-ins that other Republican candidates, such as the Supreme Court Justice or Supreme Court nominee Carolyn Carluccio, had. So you know we believed that he needed to be at twenty-five percent to stay alive. Thirty percent was going to be good. Anything above that was great. And Joe came in at almost thirty-three percent. So we were very optimistic when the first election day numbers dropped. You know we thought we were on our way to a potential victory. But unfortunately, as the night wore on, the combination of turnout that they had in the city, you know, together with uh, the lead that she had come out of the mail-in ballot process with, even though we whittled it down, it wasn't enough to overcome it. And unfortunately, to the night, we just ran out of runway. Yeah, I, I just I hear it all the time about how the Republicans, just they just need to learn how to harvest votes the way the Democrats do and do the mail-in voting and and uh, and take advantage of that more. Do you, or do you buy that? Do you look at yesterday and say we got beat again by the same thing? The Democrats do a better job of of the pre-voting. But John, John, there's no doubt they absolutely do. You know, when I say that Republicans in Allegheny County, we increased the number of Republicans who requested mail-in ballots by 16.8 percent from the 2021 uh, off-year elections. So we did have an increase there. But it's not enough when, you know, you're one to, you know, to five. When yeah. they're, uh, you know, they're turning these ballots. And, 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 John, I've been preaching for three years, you know, since mail-in ballots have been in place, that we cannot allow Democrats to have 50 days to get out their vote and allow ourselves to hope to, to overcome that in only 13 hours on Election Day. Unfortunately, 
you know, uh, too many Republicans did not come to the polls yesterday or had requested a mail-in ballot. And that's where we uh, that's where we fell short. Yeah, the turnout was only 41 percent overall. Do you have any idea what the Republican turnout was? I don't yet. Uh, once the numbers are published here, we get around the certification, I'll be able to get that. But that's something that's frustrating to me. All right. If you look at the total number of votes, I think she had like 186,000. Okay. There are 255,000 registered Republicans in Allegheny County. So there's not a single race that Republicans can't win if they show up and come out and vote. Mm-hmm. But there's no law that says that we have to show up at the same percentage that the Democrats do. Right. And, and the challenge, though, is here, how do you reach these people? And how do you motivate them to get off the couch? And in this race, we had a fantastic candidate. Joe Rocky was a great candidate. He ran a great campaign. And the issues that he ran on, crime and public safety, jobs and taxes, those were the three issues that all the polls told us the voters cared about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was over $3 million spent on that race. There was plenty of TV plenty of newspaper coverage and uh, you know, other earned media. And so for folks to say they didn't know there was an election, you know, I, I, I don't know as a chairman of the party what you have to do. What, to you get say people, people didn't know vote. there was an election? Oh, but yeah, we had door knockers that were going and knocking on oh, doors boy. to talk to them about our candidates and tell them about the election. And they would run into people that didn't seem to be aware or said or they didn't realize the election was coming up they didn't know where their polls were you know i mean yeah. we, we really do live in an age where there are a lot of uninformed voters well yeah you know there's not that much media out there for people to have to get the idea so to, to keep it a secret how do you walk around on the planet and not know that there's an election going on john you know they i mean you, you follow the news i mean you're a, yeah. a media personality you understand that they talk about like for example many younger folks no longer watch the news, right? You know they get it. They get it from their smartphones, you know, mm-hmm. through yep. social media mm-hmm. and other platforms. And and, and again, I think uh, you know, back in the day when we only had three or four channels, right, may have not worked from an entertainment perspective, but people knew where the news was going to come from. Okay, and uh, you know, right now, I mean, it, it, this is a challenge. Like anything else, we need to learn to adapt. But again, we're in a county where. It's two-to-one Democrat to Republican voter registration, and we were able to win the DA's race, and we were able to take and come within, like I said, about a point and a half, 1.6, somewhere around there, of winning the county executive race, Mm -hmm. which I think is phenomenal and a testament to the coalition that Joe Rocky built, you know, with Republicans, independents, and Democrats. Well, just so you know, I I work uh, at Waynesburg University as a consultant. I help... Uh, I guess they called me a, like a I'm kind of like a coach for kids to teach them how to be on the air, TV and radio. And mm-hmm. uh, what I have to, I try to teach them how to, to read a teleprompter, how to write for news and sports and all that stuff. And one of the th- questions I always ask them is, how many of you watch local news? And most of the time, if it's a, they have small classes there, if it's 15 people in the class, maybe two or three will say they will ever, ever watch local news. And so I actually have to, in order to get them to, to see how news is supposed to be done, I have to make an assignment requiring them to go watch a newscast and then come back and report what they saw and, and critique it. 
So that should give everybody an idea, advertisers uh, and and guys like you in, in politics, um, that that age group, 18 to, you know, pick a number, 18 to 20 or 15 to 25, they don't watch. So if you think you're reaching them with an ad on KDK's 6 o'clock news, it ain't happening. They're not seeing it. Right. And, right. Uh, and a lot of the times you're going to, if you're trying to get people aware of an election, the old people who are still watching local newscasts, they they are going to know there's an election, and it's the young people. I, I don't know how you reach them. Um, and we're talking to uh, Sam DeMarco. He's the uh, the uh, Allegheny County Councilman at large and chairman of the Allegheny County Republican Party. Um, so, Sam, you've been around a while. Did you ever think you'd see the day when a socialist would be in charge of Allegheny County? Well, you know, she denied being a socialist. Wasn't yeah. that convenient? Right. Right. There's not a single statement on record prior to her being challenged on that. And she's, oh, I haven't associated with them since 2019. <clears throat> but no, John, I mean, I, you know, I served in the Marine Corps, you know, back in the uh, late 70s. And, uh, you know, at the time we fought against socialism. Mm-hmm. It was responsible for the death of over 100 million people yep. across this world. Okay. And uh, to believe that these are the folks that people are electing today is very discouraging. You know, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a Marine, as long as you're still drawing a breath, you feel like you can do more. Yep. We need to keep up this fight. We need to try to fight to educate these folks, to inform them. And, uh, you know, you're right. We're going to have to look at new methods and new avenues to be able to reach them from a messaging perspective and to try to uh, you know get across uh, what this country was founded on, what it's about and why our policies uh, are, are best for the purpose of prosperity and for their future. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine uh, who lives in Allegheny County, uh, and he was he's a Republican, and he, he was talking about uh, her winning, a socialist, a socialist winning. And he said, the other thing is, you know, that you don't, he didn't think he heard enough talk about is that he said, if you're, if you're the commissioner or executive, the county executive at Allegheny County, you, uh, he said, I don't know if this number was right, maybe he just pulled it out of thin air, but he said, you got like 7,000 people to, to oversee. And there's all kinds of things going on that you have to, you're like a general with all the stuff that has to be done in the county. What did she ever present that would indicate that she would have the, she's going to have the ability or the experience to do that? Nothing. <laughs> and that's what made, yeah. and that's what made yesterday's results so frustrating. I mean, Joe Rocky was an executive running for an executive position. He's somebody that had managed thousands of employees yep. and had managed billion-dollar budgets. You know, Allegheny County is a 7,000-employee, $3.015 billion budget bureaucracy. And, you know, uh, if you look at the stuff that she's uh, had released or platform, and, and even today when announcing her transition team and things like this, I mean, I, I just think she's ill-suited for the executive role. You know, you... you you can't look to make decisions based upon consensus. Mm-hmm. That's why it's required to have an executive. Yep. You know, I mean, we, we obviously govern with the consent of the governed, but sometimes you have to make decisions and they require you to do so in a, in a, a shorter time frame. Decisively. You don't have the luxury of yeah. calling all, exactly, calling all these stakeholders in to talk to them and say, well, what do you think we should do? Yeah, what would be the most equitable thing to do here? Yeah, I mean, it's... As the, you know, Martians are invading. Obviously, I, yeah, obviously I hope for the best, John, because yeah. I live here and I love 
love our home. Uh, but you know, I'm, my expectations are, are not high. Well, what do you think will be the first difference, if any, that the people in Allegheny County will notice because she's on the job? I mean, it is a Democrat replacing a Democrat, but do you think right. there's, what, are there any major differences that people will see pretty quickly? Good or bad? Um, I, 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 there are, there's a, a range of them. Okay, one, I want to see what she's going to do with the homeless situation. Mm-hmm. You know, County Executive Fitzgerald was strong enough as a decision maker to take the initiative and decide to close, you know, the Smithville Street Commons, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, the Smithville Street Shelter that was downtown, which there was a tremendous number of problems that our business community and our residents downtown were experiencing. He did that in June. And I don't know that she would have the backbone to do that, okay? Mm-hmm. I worry about what she's going to do with the uh, Schumann Center. Is that going to continue to be reopened? We're going to have the juvenile detention center there. She has said before she doesn't want to have any juveniles. There should be no juveniles in the county jail. But there are nine there right now that are charged with criminal homicide. Where are we going to put them? On Grant Street, I guess. You know, well, these are some of the things. And and she talks about all these things she wants to invest in, like affordable housing and spend this money on mental health, all these different things. Well... Where does she think that money's going to come from? You know, when we talk about it, they say, well, okay, well, human services in the county spends over a billion dollars a year in their budget. They do. But there's somebody at the other end of every dollar that gets handed out. So diverting a dollar from one place to spend it in another means what are you doing? What's the, what's the reaction? What's going to happen to the folks on the other end who were receiving that previously? Who is not going to get served now because you're trying to take it and spend it somewhere else? And so there are a lot of questions around this. And I think, you know, from my perspective, I'm worried about folks and their taxes going up. I mean, she has said she's in favor of a countywide reassessment. She's going to need money to be able to spend on these things. And, uh, you know, again, uh, Joe Rocky, uh, he offered a great platform, great plan. Uh, but unfortunately, the, uh, the end result of last night's election was that not enough voters, you know, saw the wisdom in his ideas and, decided to go with hers, uh, you know, because uh, many folks felt that reproductive rights. Yeah, that's what I want to ask you. I only got about a minute and a half left here. She managed Mm -hmm. to make abortion an issue in a county election. Was she able to do that? I I think so. I mean, it was was never an issue in the county. How should I put it? It's not a real issue Mm -hmm. because county executive has nothing to do with it. Right. But, but it is an issue that energizes and animates the Democrat base. Mm-hmm. So turnout yesterday was about 41%. So I think that that may have helped drive more voters to the polls for her, you know, who were believing the things she said about reproductive rights or you know, protecting their democracy mm-hmm. was at stake. Disappointing, again, we talked about uninformed mm-hmm. and misinformed voters, but... You know, that that probably did have some sort of effect in getting some of their voters to the polls. As again, the turnout was higher than expected. Well, Sam, I appreciate you coming on uh, with the postmortem. Unfortunately, it was it's kind of a postmortem, and I'm sure he was hoping it would be something better than that. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon, and I appreciate you coming on whenever you do. You got it, John. Hey, thank you very much. You, have a great, you and your listeners have a great day. Thanks. Okay, Bye. you too. Thanks. That's Sam DeMarco. He's the Allegheny County Councilman at Large and the Chairman of the Allegheny County Republican Party. And I will be right back.
We know what happened uh, here in yesterday's election, and it wasn't good for Republicans. Could have been worse. Allegheny County and Pittsburgh could have had uh, a George Soros DA. That's what I was expecting, actually. And so I plan to have uh, columnist Christine Flowers on today. She's our unofficial Philadelphia correspondent, a columnist and a uh, pundit from down there in Philadelphia. I wanted to have her on to tell us what to expect from the Soros DA. But she joins us now anyway. Christine, thanks for coming on. Hey, John, how are you? You guys dodged dodged a bullet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Congratulations. What what can you tell us about what we missed? Because you do have one of those guys in Philly. Well, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I wanted to tell all of your listeners, there's a great documentary. If you want to see, if you really want to know what a Soros DA is like, there's a documentary on Paramount Plus called 72 Seconds in Rittenhouse Square. And it is the story of the prosecution of a young black man who stabbed a young white man in the back and got off scot-free with no conviction whatsoever. And this is primarily because our Soros DA, Larry Krasner, managed to manipulate both the, um, the race question, the race issue, the race card, uh, and the fact that he truly does believe that the jails should be emptied and that there should not be consequences for serious crimes based on what he considers to be generational and institutional racism. So it's a great documentary. I'm in it for a short bit. I'm talking about our late great mayor, Frank Rizzo. Um, who was anything but a woke Democrat or was anything but a woke Democrat and ended his years actually as a Republican. But Krasner is one of those people who truly does believe that um, the it's like Officer Krupke in um, the guys in uh, West Side Story. Officer Krupke, we're depraved because we're deprived. He believes that... <laughs> The criminal is actually a product of his or her environment and that we really can't blame people for the crimes that they commit because it's all it's due to poverty and it's due to lack of education and homelessness and single family homes, which which to a certain extent is true. Nurture and the environment does have something to do with it, but not to the extent that you completely ignore the agency of the criminal and the fact that they can make certain choices mm-hmm. and that when you go and you stab a man in the back and then say you were acting in self-defense, there's no justification for that. But because of our DA and the way he manipulated that prosecution and many other prosecutions, um, a murderer is, is, is not a murderer. He's not a legally convicted murderer. He's scot-free. And there's a man who is is dead and his family is grieving because of that. And he's just one of many. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm insensitive, but I would have a tough time being concerned about this guy's family life when I had the knife in my back. I, you know, that's kind of not my problem. It sounds like uh, something maybe they should have taken care of before I got the knife in my back. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, but who votes for these people? These, it's one thing to, to think that. And it's one thing to run for office but people voted for him. At least here they didn't. Yeah. Uh, enough, there were enough stupid people to make a race out of it, but he didn't win. Who votes yeah, for him I'm, down there? I'm so glad that you guys really dodged that bullet. 
Um, unfortunately, we have we have uh, they are legion in Philadelphia. They are many of them are brainwashed in the sense when I say brainwashed, I mean that they have become so inured and immune to the sort of violence that we have in this city and the lack of accountability after generation upon generation of Democrats being elected. And now we have a critical mass of Democrats to the point that yesterday, the uh, in our city council, I don't know if it's the same in Pittsburgh, but our city council reserves two seats, two at-large commissioner seats for the minority party. Now, up until now, the minority party was the Republican Party, was the GOP, because there's a seven-to-one registration um you know, advantage that Democrats have in, in Philadelphia. But a couple of years ago, this bizarre little breakaway group of Democratic socialists that call themselves the Working Family Party, and they really only have about 15 actual registered members of this party, uh, they started running for office. They caucus with the Democrats. They are essentially radical, crazy um, zealots. But they're Democrats. They, you know, they, they caucus with the Democrats. But they ran as another party. So you had two minority parties vying for the two seats that were open for the minority party. And guess what happened yesterday? There used to be two Democrats on council, always, always, mm-hmm. two, I'm sorry, two uh, Republicans, always yeah. two Republicans on council. Then we got to the point where there was only one Republican. Uh, and yesterday, they got rid of that last Republican seat, and there were two really qualified Republican candidates, my friend Drew Murray and Jim Hasher, both of whom were strong on law and order, strong on uh, fiscal, uh, you know, fiscal accountability. They weren't really big into the social issues. I don't think abortion once. And you know me, John, I'm very socially conservative. But I had no problem with these two candidates because abortion should not be an issue in a local race. No. Unfortunately, it, it's been injected in so many different races. But these two Republicans were great candidates. And instead, we have this crackpot woman named Kendra Brooks. She was an incumbent. She got another uh, four years. And she, she actually had support from this group in Philadelphia called the Palestinian Liberation Coalition, or something oh, along those lines, they were marching in solidarity with Hamas for the past few weeks. I got caught up in some of their ridiculous and really obscene protests um, uh, against Israel. And this woman, Kendra Brooks, was supported by and did not once condemn their activities or the activities of Hamas. And she was elected? The other... She was, she was elected. And then her running mate is this ridiculous person. His name is Nicholas O'Rourke. And you, he, he calls himself a minister. He's a pastor, John. But he has pronouns. He puts oh, pronouns boy. in his bio. This guy, I, I mean, it's, God does not have pronouns. So this, this man is really, it's, he's a joke. And guess what? He was elected as well. So the city of Philadelphia... Um, just took a horrific left turn. And I mean, I don't know how much worse it, it can get at this point. It was all, we were already swirling and circling the drain. Yeah. Uh, well, but you know, for it's, people it's here in, much, much worse now. For people here in Western PA, 
it's a it's a sign of how bad bad things could get. And and they did. I, I'm fortunate enough to live in Washington County, but here in Allegheny County, where I am right now, in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, they voted. They elected a socialist uh, for county commissioner. It's it's called the county executive, uh, but she's she's in charge of the county. Um, and oh my lord, uh. I, I, it's just it's mind boggling to me that people would actually vote for a socialist, but. Here we are. Was she the one who was out there, John? I don't know. I might be wrong because uh, I, I may not have gone. Is she the one who was touting the fact that she's the first woman of color who is in a position of authority and how wonderful it was that finally she saw, you know, that, that growing up she didn't see people who looked like her and now there's someone who looks like as, her. That, as far as I know, she's not a person of color. Not that that would prevent her from saying she is, but I, <laughs> yeah, you know, I identify as a person of color. Yeah, yeah. I wanted okay. to. I wasn't going to talk to you about this until later, but and this is kind of a, and I know that you're very anti-abortion, and, um, and as you as you said, that it's kind of ridiculous for it to be a, a part of a local election, but it, uh, the the woman who won here, she tried to make it. Uh, a, a, she she brought it up. And she she threw it in there, and she made references to abortion and and reproductive rights, and that they were in danger with the Republicans and blah blah blah. So I got to ask you, uh, I think it's pretty well it's a, it's pretty much universal today that the Republicans Republicans got killed by abortion yesterday, everywhere. Um, yeah, I so, mean, yeah, look so at Ohio. The, yeah, and yeah, and the Democrats were able to work that angle. So. I opened my show by saying that the Republicans need to either uh, go after abortion the and, and tell people what abortion is, show them yep. what it is, and say that they're Absolutely. against it, or drop it. Just forget, stop talking about it. If they're going to start talk, going with the 15 weeks thing and, uh, and all that stuff, they're not going to win. So I proposed an ad that would, um, there, there's plenty of them out there. I think I sent it to you last night. There's an ad um, when I called you to be on the show. I, I, I texted you one, I think. Uh, it's just it's an animation showing what happens during an abortion. And and I'd just like to get your take on it, what you think of my idea. That would be my ad. And every time I talked about abortion, almost every time anyway, that's what people would see. They would see an animation of a baby's arms being ripped off and legs being ripped yeah. off. And... And they would and they would be told that this is what abortion is, and if you're for this, then Democrats are your people. Go for them. But you know this is what abortion looks like, and we're against it. But and, and there'd be a way of putting that in an ad. But the Republicans, they, it's like they're afraid to actually talk about what abortion is, and they 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 whim wham around, and it's just it's nauseating. And I, I do, I think it's useless to talk about it unless they're going to talk about it in the right way. What do you think? I, first of all, I agree with you 100% that Republicans are squeamish yeah. about discussing what abortion really is. Right. They dance around it, as you said, and I think you're absolutely right. If people, if people are so um, inhumane as to be able to swallow and accept the barbaric act that abortion truly is, then they are beyond any kind of persuasion. Mm -hmm. They are, we, we will lose them. They are inhuman, they are barbarian, they are barbaric, 
I have no problem whatsoever criticizing people like that. I've lost friends because of it who are pro-choice. I said, you're, I cannot be with you. I cannot have any communion with you because you think it is okay that someone, maybe not you, but that someone can engage in such a barbaric act and you think it's a human and a civil right. Um, that being said, and I agree with you 1,000% on the fact that we need to make that very clear, that this is what Democrats support, and some Republicans as well. There are pro-choice Republicans as well. They call themselves pro-choice. I say pro-abortion. Yeah. Because when you say you're pro-choice, what are what are you Well, no, saying, they're afraid to I use the word. It's, right, it's, it's exactly. pro-abortion. You're, love, you're, you're good with it. Don't, that's okay. You can use the word. That's what it is. You like and it. I'm tired. I'm tired of establishment Republicans who are out there saying we're going to lose all these races because you're, you know, you're 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 alienating women. Guess yep. what? I want to alienate the type of woman who thinks that abortion is a, is 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 just another um, another right that we derive from the Constitution, which it isn't. And mm. thank God Roe versus Wade was overturned. Mm. On the other hand, I do want to say I think something that really angered me about one of the recent races. Um, was the Supreme Court race between Carolyn Carluccio and Daniel um, McCaffrey, um, the brother of Seamus McCaffrey, um, both of whom seem to have been involved in that whole porn gate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, scandal with Kathleen Kane a couple of years ago. But now we've got, hey, you know, Daniel McCaffrey, the honorable Supreme Court justice. Um, but you know that that putting putting that particular morality and ethics aside, I think it was really upsetting to me that McCaffrey attempted to and successfully, I think, used abortion against Carolyn Carluccio in a race where abortion should have been irrelevant. It angers me as a lawyer that mm-hmm. they made a big deal about the fact that abortion was sort of the, the, the linchpin, the litmus test that they were going to use to elect a Supreme Court justice. And trying to imply that Carolyn Carluccio, because she may very well be pro-life in her private life, that she was going to have her finger on the scale and not be able to be a, 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 an ethical judge. This was misogyny, John, and I never used that term. But this was misogyny. This was a, a backward way of using women as handmaidens, you know, the handmaid's tale, to advance the agenda of a male judge who is pro-abortion, who, I mean, you know, again, putting his ethics aside on other issues, who pounded another judge about her personal belief on abortion. This, I, I was outraged. This is, as a lawyer, I don't want to appear before Daniel McCaskey. I don't think he deserves to be on that court. I don't. I think he dishonors that court. Anyone who asks me if Daniel McCaffrey has fingerprints on anything that I ever bring to that court, I am going to ask him to recuse himself because I don't think he deserves to be where he is. And his campaign was dirty, and it was dishonorable. And every single lawyer in this Commonwealth should be disgusted and repelled by what he did and I, what the people who supported him did. I have a minute left. Um... Age 18 to 29 in Ohio voted 82 to 18 in favor of the the, uh, issue one. 82 to 18. Um, And uh, my question to you is, 
why don't the Republicans put pressure on school districts, uh, individual schools, principals, superintendents, to show the video that I uh, described to you or something like it, of why isn't that shown in health class for kids, boys and girls, I don't know, beginning in the seventh or eighth grade? Do you think, and do you think they do anywhere where they actually show kids what an abortion looks like? Well, they should because it is a scientific fact and they're all about the science, aren't they? But they're somehow going to turn, they're somehow going to turn it into a, wait a minute, you're bringing religion, you're bringing religion into the classroom, which is is ridiculous because you see what's happening. And there was a, there was a significant drop in abortions as ultrasound Mm -hmm. became um, more widely available because women couldn't go in and blindly become unpregnant without realizing that what they were doing was murdering their unborn child. And I want every woman who has an abortion to understand that fact. Mm -hmm. She is killing a child. And if she can live with that, God bless her. Well, the Republicans got to do a better job of just cutting cutting to the chase on it and telling people and showing them. And and I, I wish, I hope they start doing it. I'd be doing it starting today, but, you know, that's just me. Me too. Hey, Me uh, too, Don. Hey, Christine, I'm out of time. Thanks for the uh, report from Philly. I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right, my darling. Take care. And, and congratulations, Pittsburgh. You dodged a bullet. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. So imagine if, I don't know, next week, somebody came out and said, you know, there's just this, this black population is just growing a little too quickly. We we need to we need to do something to stop the uh, the production of, of black babies. It's just uh, you know pretty soon if if we let this go, our advantage as a majority as uh, non-black people will be in, in trouble, or at least won't, it won't be as great. Imagine if they said, you know, I got an idea. Why don't we? Um, I don't know every. 100,000 babies that are born, why don't we just abort 27 of them? That's what happens with the black uh, babies right now. 27 per 100,000 um, black babies are aborted as, opposed, as compared to 10 uh, white babies. So if you were looking to, I don't know if you want to call it genocide, but if you were looking to reduce the population of one race, I seems to me that encouraging or allowing that race to abort a huge percentage of, I think, 27 out of 100,000 is actually a good number. Not a good number, but a great number. Uh, Large, great meaning large. Anyway, uh, that would be a great way to accomplish that. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the demographics, and I mentioned it to Christine Flowers, that the 18 to 29 group in Ohio that voted for the uh, um, issue one, which makes abortion constitutional in Ohio, um, 18 to 29 is 82 percent to 18 percent in favor. And that's why I believe that the Republicans and anybody who's opposed to abortion missing the point by not making a very loud protest that videos of what an abortion looks like and what happens in an abortion are uh, are not shown in school and that they should be. It's, it's science, it's biology, um, it should be shown. So as I'm looking at this, um, these demographics from the poll, this was an exit poll, 
that was done uh, yesterday in Ohio. White men, it's interesting, 50-50. 50% yes, 50% no on issue one. White women, probably not surprising, uh, being women, it's 57% to 43%. Yes. Now, black men, 87 yes, 13% no. 87 to 13, perfectly fine with abortion and want to see it made uh, as a, you know, in, in the Constitution in Ohio. Black women uh, actually are less than men, 81% to 19%. So I guess um, that based on what happened yesterday in Ohio, yesterday was not a good day for black babies in Ohio. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.